Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Uh, is this Nathan? Yeah, 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 it is Nathan. Uh, Nathan, um... What are you What are you doing? Uh, nothing much. I'm just uh, just just hanging out with my family. Uh, just decided to call in about uh, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I've been having this gas since I was a kid, and it, you know, it's 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 put a damper on some of my relationships. Gas? What kind of gas? You mean like flatulence? Like ass gas? Yeah, flatulence. Okay, listen, before, I need to know this before we get... And it's okay if the answer is yes, we can still have the conversation. But I just need to know, before we dive into this, are you fucking with me? No, I'm not. No, not at all. Do you promise? I, I swear, I swear. I swear you're not fucking with me. I promise I'm not fucking with you. Okay, because I read the My whole family's read... recognized. Your whole family is what? Um, they've they've uh, called it a problem of mine as well. Even some of my teachers throughout school. <laughs> uh, throughout where are life. you right now? Do you live alone? No, no. At the moment, um, I'm living with my mom, my sister, and my niece. Um, so can, it's like can, a I, can I talk to your mom? Yeah, yeah. He wants to talk to you. Hello. How do we get that? Hi, what's your name? Um, my name is Mason's mom. I Mason's I probably mom. Choose M-M, not double to, like, M. Yeah. Double yeah. M. Um, your son tells me that he has a flatulence problem. Would you say that that is accurate? No, that is perfectly accurate, and then some. And honestly, I think this could be maintained with diet control, but he just loves to eat all the crappy foods. What does he eat? Oh, we're talking ice cream, dairy, burgers, all the things that, that cheese, all these things that just really irritate his bowels more. And, um, you know, it, it sometimes... Um, he can clear a room, a house, actually. Mm. Um, what? Do, now I'm kind of now. Hold on. All right. So and just bear with me on this. You know how your farts smell kind of good, not good, but like you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, do I have to explain this? 
Um, they're acceptable to me. I think that's what okay, you're trying so to say. Okay, so the fact that, so like, my, when my mom farts, it's it smells bad. But is there a thing where like because I, I don't know is there a thing that like because your son came out of you and has similar biology whatever chromosome you know all that stuff is it possible does do any do his farts not a hundred percent but at least half of them smell good to you not at all not at all in fact right. sometimes I can't stand my own I am very um conscientious and mindful about what I eat specifically for mm-hmm. that reason mm-hmm. yes um I the call screener, when they were writing down notes on uh, Mason, they wrote that Mason told them that uh, he farts at least. What is it? Fi- Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me pull this up real quick. Uh, wait a minute. He said fifteen times a day. That's not that bad. He farts. He's got to fart way more than fifteen times a day. Yeah, I think that is some some. I think that's simply super modest. Honestly. He's he's, uh, he's fudging his... the numbers. Yeah. One big time, say. big time. Yes, yeah, um, definitely. Okay, so have you talked to Mason about a you know I don't know eating better or? Oh, definitely. You know, Even when least... he was younger, you know, I would try and control the lunches we packed and the kind of foods he ate. And now that he's a little older, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. he does what he wants. Do you guys have a yard or, or a front porch or something? Somewhere, some space that Mason could claim as his own to fart in. And a deal Absolutely. that everyone would stay out of that space and leave him alone in that space, but he can fart there. Absolutely. I think timeliness is the problem. Getting from point E to point B in a, in a timely manner, that's, that's mm. the problem. So the farts, he can't even hold them in. They just rocket out of his ass against his own will. Yes. 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 And has he been doing this since he was a young child, or is this a recent thing? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This has always been always. This is just one of those things. I think he's lactose intolerant. I don't think beef and meats agree with his um, his diet well. I I don't know. Definitely um, the dairy, though. That, that's a huge factor. Well, um... Mason's mom, thank you very much for uh, for talking to me about this. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna wrap up you with got Mason it. real quick. Yep, yep, here he is. Mason. Hello? Mason, would you... Look, man, here, I'm on a level with you here because I, you know, all the stuff that your mom says that you shouldn't be eating is like, I mean, she described my diet as well, so I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna preach to you. So do you have a gas problem too? Oh, extremely. Would you... Have you ever farted in your mom's face? (laughs) No, no, no. But like I farted like bad enough to where it was like it like it punched her in the face like I did, you know? Would you concede to at least going outside next time you fart so that she doesn't have to deal with it? Would you do that for your mom? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I've tried doing that, you know, but it's you know, what about when I'm sleeping, you know? Okay, you can get a pass when you're sleeping. But I mean, how far away are you guys' bedrooms? Um, 
downstairs and upstairs. So okay, it's like, so that's and it's just like a straight yeah. channel. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, look, this seems like a, a a problem that can be solved by you sort of claiming your own territory to fart in. And, and yeah. hopefully respecting that territory. That, That's the, the true. That's territory. true. I guess I just got to, you know, take that, that extra time and not be lazy and just kind of take other people's senses, you know, such as smell into consideration before I decide to, you know, fart. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad we could come to a, 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 a breakthrough here, Mason. I uh, appreciate you calling in. You have a good rest of the night. Yes, you too, Gecko. You know, I believe Mason's mom when she says that Mason's farts don't smell good to her. But it kind of bums me out that I, my scientific analysis wasn't right. Because it sounds right. Like, if I feel like it would make sense that if you bear a child, the child's farts would smell good to you in the same way that your farts smell. Okay, maybe as as uh, his mom said, tolerable. Maybe maybe good is too much of a word, but I don't know. That would make sense, and it bothers me that it's probably not true. Yo, one of my um fucking ah god, sorry if I look like I'm in pain. One of my toes is uh like it won't go up. Like there's some sort of muscular atrophy in my toe. Let's make it, it won't. You know how you can take your toe and you can like go like that with you can lift. I can't lift up my toe. Any medical experts in the chat know how long I have left to live with this toe thing? I should get it cut off. Well, that would solve the problem, I guess. Let's take a phone call. Hello. Hey. Hi. Is this Chase? That's me. How you doing, Gek? Uh, Chase, I'm doing pretty well, actually. My toe thing has gotten mildly better, although I need to see a doctor because I've, I've been eating very shittily, and it could be diabetes, but who knows. Enough about me and my oh, things. No. What's going on with you, Chase? Um, so I got pretty hurt a few years ago. Uh, I got... I, um, with a little context, I I play a LARP. Uh, it's a full contact sport. We play with like big foam swords and uh, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings, but you know, with foam. And um, broke my nose, had two really black eyes to the point where I couldn't see for about a day and a half because they were wow. so swollen. Uh, I lost a lot of my memory. Like my short term memory is uh, <laughs> it's garbage. And I've lost about eight years of my life, like my childhood. I can't remember. And I want to get back to playing the game again. But every time I pick up a sword, it's just like I'm in that moment again. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure how to get past that. Interesting. You lost eight years of memory. So when the accident happened, you you can no longer remember eight years of your childhood. Uh, approximately between ages eight to, well, no, I would say they're like 10 to 14. No, I'm sorry. Uh, my math is bad. Eight to 16. 
eight to 16. And uh, did the accident happen when you were 16? It happens when I was, oh gosh, how old am I? Uh, 21. Having your 21? That's so interesting that the accident affected such a specific age range. Yeah, so I I worked with a neurologist for maybe two or three months. That doesn't really sound like too long, but, you know, they did MRIs and they looked through and they're like, I, I mean, you look all right. There's definitely a little bit of damage, but as long as you don't get hit like that, you'll be all right. Um, mm. And then when I asked about my memory, they kind of shrugged and it's like, well, you know, maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. Okay, cool. Mm. Awesome. (laughs) I mean, look, on the bright side, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that wish that they couldn't remember the ages of, uh, uh, you know, 12 to 14 at the very least. You know, that's totally fair. I'm sure there are a bunch of things. Like, there are definitely some things that people have told me who knew me around that time, like in middle and high school, where they're like, oh, yeah, no, I did this one, like, embarrassing or terrible thing. It's like, well, I, I mean, if I did anything like that, I'm... I'm you don't even know. remember. That's pretty right. good. You don't remember the embarrassing stuff that you did when you were 12. Exactly, exactly. And we all do embarrassing things when we're that age. So, do... What, what about... Um, so, I'm curious. So... Did you attempt to put the pieces back together of ages 8 to 16 by talking to other people in your life? Did they help you um, remember things from that time? So I'm not in contact with many people that I went to school with. Like some of the people that I did go to school with do play the same game. And I have asked them a few questions and they've helped fill a few gaps. I've asked my mom. Uh, apparently I was a little, uh, I was a rebellious child, apparently, and which I totally believe. And so my mom's like, oh yeah, you never really told me anything. I don't really remember anything around then except for what happened around me, which is totally fair. Um, I did ask her if my memory was always this bad, because for a few years, because uh, I asked her this very recently, like last month. Like, hey, has my memory always been this bad? She's like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, which is a little concerning in itself. Uh, but I've, you know, I've put together a few things. Like, I was in theater, which, like, I, I do remember snippets. And I do, like, I've been working with a human therapist for the past few months for this as well as a few other things and we've been we've been able to kind of re kind of excavate some Mm. of the memories what is what does that process of excavation look like so what they do is they'll ask very general questions like hey where did you go to school and what did you like to like, how did you dress? And what were your friends like? Stuff like that. Like, what did you do in your spare time? And uh, depending on my answer, she would go a little little deeper. Uh, like, where did I get the clothes? 
and mm. like who bought them for me and stuff like interesting that. so very like i mean these, these are like these are very very specific questions like even if i even if i didn't have memory loss i probably couldn't answer some of these questions about certain times <laughs> that's fair like, i don't remember what the fuck i wore you know two days ago Ah, now that I think about it, I don't think I did either. Probably the same thing I'm wearing now. Not to sound like gross, like not the exact same. Same. You know, no, look. Something similar, you know? Look, I've been wearing, I'm, I'm, this is not a joke, this is not a lie. This is a reality of my life. Mm-hmm. I think I've been wearing the same pair of jeans every day for at least a month. Okay, so I was actually recently told that that is actually the point of denim. So if anybody tells you that you're gross, for wearing the same pair of jeans for like over a month and tell them that that's just how they keep their shape. You might be you my favorite caller in the history of this entire stream. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to hear that. that Thank you very much so for saying good. that. That's, that's the most incredibly reassuring because I, <laughs> it took, I, I was considering not, not um, telling anyone that, Cause I'm not joking, right? I mean, I, I mean, I acknowledge that it's funny, but I, it's it might be over a month. I mean, it's the same pair. I guess I only got one pair of jeans that that fits me now, so it's I've been wearing that one for at least a month and a half. I mean, if it if it makes you, I I know you said you were already reassured, but if it does make you feel better, I don't wear them consecutively. But I definitely, yes, chat, this is going to be really gross. I I try to wear my jeans like at least three or four times before they're washed. Or if they just get like really smelly, I will wash them. But, you know, you got to, you got to keep their, you got to keep their shape, man. Now, what's your opinion on underwear? How many times in a row can you wear a pair of underwear? It depends. It really, really depends. Like, I, I train at the gym. Uh, I cannot re-wear those. That's just, that's just a one-way street to a yeast infection. But if, say, like, you know, you put on a pair of pants, or excuse me, a pair of underwear, and you're just lazing about in bed for a day, and then you have, like, work the next yeah. day, you don't have to change yeah. them. You put a, yes, if you take a yes, shower, I like, I highly recommend changing them, but, like, you know, it's okay. As long as they don't sweat, as long as they don't smell, you're good. I agree. I agree. A day is a man-made concept, and it doesn't have any actual effect on the underwear itself. So I agree with you that unless if there was strenuous activity that, you know, uh, drenched the underwear in sweat, then, you know, you should be able to wear it for as long, you know, until it wears out. Anyway, what, what, if you don't mind me asking, what was the accident? I know you don't, I mean, do do you, do you, do you even know? Oh, absolutely. So I, it was actually out of practice for the LARP. Um, We were lined up. It was about, I think we had like 12-ish people at the practice. There were about five people on each side uh, in what's called a line fight or a ditch. I was, my partner at the time and I were training to, you know, like kind of be, you know, partners on field. We were working on teamwork. So I was at one side of his and I was trying a new kit. So like a sword and a shield and he had a two-handed sword. 
and I had gotten a wound on my leg, like in-game. So when you get a wound on your leg, you either you stand in one place or you kneel. So I decided to kneel. I was going to protect his flank with my sword, or, or excuse me, with my shield, and he would protect my sword side. He throws a shot that kind of goes in a U shape. So it goes down and then like through the other side. His sword goes a little too far down, ricochets off the off of the grass and just straight into my schnoz like booger machine broke, you know. Um, at that point, I had no idea what had happened. One one minute I was holding a, uh, this barred sword and shield. Next time, the next thing I knew, I was looking at my lacrosse gloves and they were, you know, covered in blood. And I remember thinking like, oh, I don't remember this having blood when I bought them at the Play It Again. Um, and then we had a, uh, an EMT who was also playing with us. And he, <laughs> he, he kind of like... He kind of like strolls up to me. He's like, hey, man, you good? I look out, up at him. I was like, yeah, I'm good. He, and he, take, and he waits for a minute. He's like, mm, maybe you should go sit down. So I go sit down on the bench. He, you know, does his whole like triage. Like, hey, how many fingers am I holding up? What year is it? All that good stuff. And, you know, answered his questions. And he's like, all right, um, I can't do anything here. I don't have any of my equipment. You should go to an urgent care. So the people I went with drove me to an urgent care. They were, it was maybe 6 p.m. at this point. We rolled up. They were just about to close. And they're like, hey, man, we got to go home. We're real tired. Go to the ER. And at this point, I'm extremely delirious, very concussed. No real awareness of how concussed I am. So I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Um, so... At this point, I don't remember who contacted my parents. I think it was my partner because they were they were pretty close at the time too. And so they picked me up. They dropped me off at the ER. I don't exactly remember what happened at the ER. I just remember them saying like, "Hey, you should probably get your your nose set so your septum doesn't mess with you in the future." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Are you guys going to do that?" <laughs> they were supposed to. They didn't. They just didn't um, do it? No. So now I have... Maybe you're, like, in in this story, you're having a lot it. more trouble than I would have hoped finding medical attention. <laughs> they didn't do too terribly much. They just kind of looked at me and they're like, yep, that's broken, and then sent me home. Wow. And then they billed um, me like $1,500 or something. Really? They just looked at you and they billed you 1500 bucks. Basically... So hold on. So just to reiterate, uh, apologies for the graphic content warning. Uh, do do did the fucking sword just went up your nose? Like what? What? Where was the impact? The impact was about it's across the bridge of my nose, where about like imagine a line from the corner of your right eye. Yeah. Up towards your left temple. Up towards your left temple. So it's right smack dab on the bridge of my schnauz. Wow. And I have, I actually have a little uh, nerve damage. Like I can feel when things like poke, say like the 
let's see, it was like the tip of my nose all the way up the the bridge to a little bit of my left eyebrow. I just, I can't really, I can feel when things touch it, but that's, that's about it. Like it doesn't feel cold or hot. I can feel a little bit of a tingle when it's supposed to hurt, but that's about it. And your you can barely breathe through your nose. So it's it's like a twenty eighty favoring the right nostril. Yeah. Did your partner feel? And your partner was his sword that struck you. Yeah. How did he feel about this? Was he like going? Was he? Is he feel guilty? Like what? What are his thoughts? Are you still with him? No, so we're still, it's a little complicated with him. Um, I still care about him. I consider him one of my, like, I still care about him a lot. I know he still cares about me. Um, At the time, oh my gosh, he felt so freaking bad. I felt, I I felt bad for how bad he felt. Uh, Mm. One of his main concerns was, uh, He's like, oh my God, your dad's going to hate me, all of this. And I looked at him yeah, I was like, yeah. buddy boy, my dad's going to think it's hilarious. And he did. He, did, did he, th- he thought it was funny. He thought, he thought it was, it was funny. Shit. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. Like, I'm, I'm out here playing dork swords, you know, based off of, you know, Lord of the Rings. And, and your whole it, fucking face gets rocked. Yeah. Like that's mm. the, that's one of the funniest things. I cherish this memory. It's one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. Well, I'm glad that uh, you have a good attitude about it. Um, uh, I mean, all, all all positives. You get a funny story. You get to forget what it was like when you were a stupid kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess the only thing is that you have this. I guess you could call it PTSD, whatever from um, from LARPing. Do you think that you will LARP again, I, or are you, or have you retired? So I do still go to events. Like I, I keep, I keep active as much as I can. Like I sew a lot, so I make garb, like tunics and cloaks and quilts and stuff like that. But when it comes to fighting, I think I've only fought at an event maybe twice since then. It's been about, mm. I want to say, with five, six years since I broke my nose. And I can spar. Like, there's, uh, it depends on who I'm sparring. Like, I can't spar certain people, but there are some times where I can just suck it up and be like, all right, I do want to fight. I want to get on field. I want to be this badass, like, warrior chick, you know? And well, it's cool that fight, you got the. Oh, I was just going to say, it's cool that you've got the whole, the sewing thing, because you get to stay involved with the community, even though, and not have to fight. Oh, absolutely. And I'm very, I'm very thankful for that. And it's one of my, it's one of my favorite pastimes. Like, I sew almost every day now, even if it's just like practicing sewing straight lines. Well, watch out for that needle. What did you say your name was? My name is Chase. Chase, uh, thank you very much for sharing your story. Is there anything else you want to say before we before we go? Um, I I hope you have a great night, and I enjoy I enjoy the way that your podcast is edited. I think it's quite lovely, and your screener is very lovely as well. 
Thank you very much for all the kind words. I will try my best to have a good evening, and uh, you do as well, Chase. Have a good night. Thank you. You too, guys. What's your name? My name's Will. Will. Uh, what's going on with you, Will? Tell me everything. Tell me nothing. Ah, uh, well, well, I've been calling since the beginning of the stream tonight, um, and I want to talk about a little bit of a, a medical issue that I recently went through. Apparently, it's pretty common. That's what everyone's been telling me, and I don't know. I'm not looking at the chat right now. I know how you feel about that. Um, sure. Uh, it's called a a polynidal cyst. I have fucking have I have had a polynidal cyst. I have had you had that? a polynidal cyst. You had yes, that. Uh, it's a little fucking. It's a cyst that's not inside of your asshole, but it's like no, right, it's right on the, the top. Right at the crest. It's yes, right. It's right at the crest of your ass. Uh, okay. Well. Oh my god. So it is pretty common then, huh? I've had I, I had a I had one right at the crest of your ass. It, it's hard, it feels like you have like a like a big fucking like lump. You can't you can barely sit down with it. It's no, it's it's not fun. Yes. Uh well mine had an uh an abscess mm. that that I had to get like surgically cut like lamp and removed. Mm. Um did you have did you have to go through that too? I got lucky. I um I just took a bunch of antibiotics and it went away on its own. I I I I was told I might have to go in for surgery, but if the antibiotics didn't work, but the antibiotics ended up working. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you definitely got lucky. Um so I had to make my way to a like a priority care type place. Mhm. Now I uh, did a little research, um, <clears throat> you know, pulled it up like on my phone, showed them exactly what I had, and yeah, they had to, you know, go ahead and and cut me open, lance it. Um, they said uh, the doctor said it was probably about like two cups of like pus and blood that came out. Um. But that you wasn't said the worst two. Thing. You said two cups of blood. About two cups of pus and blood. Mm. Yes, sir. Did he say how? Did he say like the percentage of what percent was pus, pus and what percent was blood? Uh, not exactly. I'd probably say about seventy thirty pus to blood ratio. Seventy thirty in favor of pus. Yeah. No, yeah, probably in favor yes, of in favor of pus. Um, where did where did where do you even dispose of that much pus and blood? I feel like two cups is a, is well, uh, a solid amount. You know, like when you go to the doctor, there's always that little bin, like the biohazard bin. Ah, there's pus and blood I, in there. I'm pretty sure that's where it went. I was, I was in so much trauma. Like, okay, so the cutting of it open wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like, it was more of a relief, you know? Oh yeah, um, I bet that I bet getting that fucker drained felt pretty good. That felt great, um, but the worst is that with the abscess they have to pack it with with disinfectant gauze. They have to pack the wound. 
so just to paint a picture for you, um, yeah, I'm laying on this chair, belly down, uh, ass out, ass, ass exposed. Um, and this doctor of, you know, I've never met in my life. It's just stuffing this open wound with, with disinfectant gauze and is the most excruciating pain in my life. Like mm. traumatizing. Um, <clears throat> and keep in mind, this is at like a priority care type place. So there's like people in the waiting room, you know, <clears throat> and I'm in there just hollering, just like in so much pain. Um, and they could probably hear you out there. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. They could hear me. That probably was very unnerving uh, for them. I would, I would assume it was, um, on my way out, like after, uh, you know, leaving the place. I feel great afterwards, after the fact it's like, you know. So, okay. So after everything, so, after the most excruciating, so the gauze, it sounded like was the, hor- was the horrible part, but then after everything oh is said God. and done, you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. On my way out, I'm like, you know, I'm strutting out of this place. But, uh, you know, I'm getting all these crazy stares from all the people in the waiting room there. Mm-hmm. Right, but you got this, but you also, it's, you got this big smile on your face, right? Oh. So they're like, I don't know what he was doing in there, but I want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably a little bit. But, um, yeah. so, so, you know, they, they say like, you know, leave the packing in for like two days and then come back. And you know we'll we'll see what's up with it. Uh, mm. so go back two days later, and uh, I'm like, okay, they're gonna take it out, and then everything's gonna be good, right? Yeah, that didn't happen. Like, oh, nope. They're like, oh, we have to pack it again, and my stomach just turned inside out, just thinking like, oh my god, like I have to go through that again. Um, yeah, similar thing, like, yeah, I'm in there screaming, like, it it hurts like hell. Um, Why does it hurt so much that they are packing, is it like a hole in your ass crest, or like, what what are they packing? Pretty much they have to, um, because if they let the wound close up with the abscess, like when the cyst is, is an abscess, then right. it'll just come back, and they'll just have to cut it open again and repeat the process. So they have to pack it to keep the wound open, <laughs> so that mm. it can continue to drain, and then you know, so so it won't come back. Mm. Mm. Um. So. so I now go back wait a minute. So time. when they cut it open, though, yeah. when they cut it open, do they put you to sleep? Nope, because this was kind of like... Does that cost extra? An emergency, like, I had to get this thing cut out, like, it was so bad. Yeah. You know? I mean, Mm -hmm. um, he, like, did look, like, he injected it with, like, a numbing type of thing. I don't know what exactly it is. I'm not a doctor, no. Novocaine, perhaps? Something like that. But, 
he said it's really not going to have any effect because of how deep it was. Like, I'm going to be in pain regardless. Mm-mm. Um, and so, okay, so how is how is your ass doing now? Like all all said and done, after it's all over, how's how's the crest of your ass? You know, the crest of my ass is is much better. I mean, uh, no pain, no gain. You know, like I hundred percent better. Beautiful. Um, and uh, you know, the aftercare was pretty crazy because my fiance had to uh help me like take care of it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like putting like covering it up and everything with cream and so, all that bless her yeah yeah dude she's a hero <laughs> uh you've given me well listen you've given me a um because i had a polynidosis and i'm um um you've given me a, a greater uh appreciation for those antibiotics did you did you try you yeah, could did you try the antibiotics before they did the whole thing with the gays and all that? Gauze? No, uh, like after they had cut it out and everything, you know, they prescribed me antibiotics, so uh, that would prevent it from like from coming back. Um, and uh, would you say your name was? was on two different Will. <laughs> Will. Well, Will, thank you very much for. Um, for sharing uh is, is there anything else that you want to say before we go uh, i just want to shout out everyone in the chat I want to shout out uh you lyle Gek. thank you um you know it's crazy i, I feel blessed because it feel- is my first night joining the stream and calling in um and everyone who's been trying to call in i just say uh you know don't give up like you guys, you guys got this, and you know I love you all, and I hope the best for everyone. Beautiful, thank you very much for the kind words, Will. You have a good rest of the night. Are uh, you too? Thank. Hey, folks! This episode is sponsored by FunLove.com. Oh yeah, that's right. We have finally gotten a coveted sex toy marketplace sponsorship. And boy, does this place have it all. Funlove.com is your place to go for vibrators, lingerie, BDSM bondage stuff if you're into that, penis pumps, cock rings, chastity belts. Go crazy, folks. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. And for a limited time, Therapy Gecko listeners can save 30% off their first order by entering the code GECKO at checkout. Go to funlove.com and use the code GECKO at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today and make a horny purchase. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online option for therapy with video, voice, and texting chat options with a licensed therapist that can be done completely at your own pace and on your own schedule. 
You don't need to leave your house. You don't need to sit in traffic. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with one of several therapists on the platform. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge until you find one that works for you. And you can communicate with your therapist as often as you want and whenever you feel it's needed. It's never a bad idea to find someone qualified to talk to about your issues and get some guidance on them. Learn to make time for what makes you happy by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Gecko today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Gecko. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Liquid Death. What is Liquid Death? It might look like a beer or some kind of crazy energy drink, but it's not. Liquid Death is a healthy beverage brand that makes mountain spring water, low-sugar sodas, and low-sugar iced teas. I've been trying to cut down on my sugar this year, and Liquid Death sodas and teas have been super helpful as they are sweetened instead by agave. Liquid Death is bringing death to single-use plastic bottles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Liquid Death also donates a portion of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. You can get free shipping of Liquid Death's Mountain Water, Flavored Spring Water, and Iced Tea 8-Packs with Amazon Prime, or grab a can or a case at your local 7-Eleven, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, or on Instacart. Go to liquiddeath.com gecko to check out all their healthy, infinitely recyclable beverages and find your closest retailer. That's liquiddeath.com gecko. Liquiddeath.com gecko. Hello? Hi. Hey. Can you hear me? Oh, Hi. yeah. What's up? What's your name? Uh, my name's Bree. Your name is Bree. What's yes. up, Bree? How's, um... <clears throat> Sorry, my... It's the, my, the foot thing again. Oh, I'm figuring it yeah. out, though. I think... I, I... Oh, what were you going to say? I think I know what, uh, I think I know what somebody was talking about in the chat neuropathy. Sometimes yeah, it could just know, be bad circulation. Bad circulation? Ah, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll just cut it it's off tomorrow. Fine. What's it's going fine. on with you, Bree? Enough about me and my stupid body. Not my, my I actually also just hurt my little body. I didn't hurt my foot, though. I burned my arm making a quesadilla. You burned your arm making a quesadilla. I did indeed. How often? And uh, how often do you make quesadillas? Uh, I made one yesterday, and I made one today. It's been about a month since I made quesadillas. Since then, and isn't it amazing the human brain? You can go a full month without making quesadillas, and yet when and then when you go to make them again, you you still remember how to make them. I am pretty shocked by that because I um, I do not remember a lot of things. You don't remember a lot of things. Do you remember the last thing you forgot? Shockingly, I do because it was important. Mm, what was it? Um, I had until the 4th to call in and get a service protection agreement signed for a car that I recently got. Um, and I realized as I was leaving to get into my car today that it was the first and that I only had a couple more days to do that. Oh, well, I mean, you got it done though, right? Yeah. Today. You know, look, I don't, I, what's your name again? 
Bree. I don't blame you, Bree. Uh, uh, life demands far too much of us. Um, I, I, I myself can only be bothered to do one thing a day. Uh, so that's 365 things a year, which is a lot, I think. But um, yeah, I agree. I mean, no, I don't blame you for forgetting that. I I have parking tickets that I haven't paid. Um. Uh, from like you know, twenty nineteen. Oh man, parking. You know how they say to. Area. You know how they say to build multiple streams of income. Yeah. Yeah. I do so. I do the opposite with multi. I have multiple streams. Of the of uh, outcome. From various parking tickets that I've not yet paid. I I just don't agree with parking tickets. Why not? Stupid. Why do you think they're stupid? You know, I used to live in like a, a college town, um, and you couldn't park on the on the road at all. But that was like the only place to park. And I didn't get a. I almost got a parking ticket, but I got my car, my mom's car booted. Not even mine. A boot on my mom's car. They made me pay like a hundred dollars to get it off when it was somewhere that I was allowed to park. But I, I guess they informed people, not me, that they were doing construction, um, so nobody was allowed to park there. Mm. And I just thought that was unnecessary. So on the call screening, you said that you were uh, training to be a mortician. I did. I did say that. Uh, and how's that going? You know. It's going pretty well. Um, I don't know. Um, when I started, I didn't think I was going to go to college. And then I ended up going to college because this is what I really wanted to do. Mm. Um, and it's been it's been pretty good. You actually, I have two questions prompted by what you just said. You, Why did you initially not want to go to college? Uh, I thought <laughs> I thought it was worthless and that it would be a waste of my time because I'm not I wouldn't consider consider myself a very uh, smart uh, gifted with knowledge book smart type of person sure study studious academicalist so so uh, bring me on a journey through the mind of um, somebody who actively desires to become a mortician where does that where does that desire come from So, weirdly enough, uh, I started looking into kind of like the death field when I was a young, a young kid, a young lad. Mm. Um, I was probably nine, and I wanted to do forensics really bad. Um, and I went to a college in Illinois for uh, an open house. Yeah, that's what it's called. Went for an open house. And talked to some of the people who had just graduated and some of the professors. And they were like, yeah, we can't get fucking jobs. We've been doing this for like 14 years and I'm just a professor. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I've wasted most of my life wanting to do this. Um, And then when I was leaving, this guy like kind of beckoned me and he was like, hey, you want to you want to mess with dead people? Uh, you should look into this deeper, and it's only four years instead of a million. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds that sounds nice. 
Oh, when you better. talk about a man beckoning you from like a dark alley or something, I imagine he says to you something like, I heard that you like death. Actually, We're he doing did. A program. It was really weird. Really? That's what he said? He said, I, that's what he said verbatim. He said, I heard that you like death. Yeah, it was very creepy because it was kind of like dimly lit in his area. So he mm. like very like quickly and quietly approached me and he's like, I got something to show you. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I should follow you, but I'm in a, I'm in a well-populated space. So I guess that's fine. So you're hanging out with dead people all the time. I am. I actually live in a funeral home. Do you ever d uh, develop crushes on them? Like, you find a dead guy that you uh, think is cute, and you're like, I wish I got to know this guy. So far, that has not happened. Mm -hmm. Is that, like, I'm curious, is I, that, like, a breach of, like, uh, code or something? Uh, you know, probably moral code. Sure, um, sure. For me, personally, I don't know how many people would mind that. Um, I've heard would some mind, weird things, like, like, oh, really? What, what have you heard? Uh, oh man. Oh, I don't know if I could actually, yeah. Okay. I'll just go ahead. Um, go for it. there was this kid at school. We got, we usually get in older people, um, at mm -hmm. school. He's like, man, I bet he was a stallion back in the day. Mm. I was like, you know, I'm seeing this man and I just, I couldn't imagine saying that. Are thinking about that right now. So there was a kid, there was another student at your school studying death, and they brought in cadavers, right? Yes, yeah. And the kid was looking at the cadaver's penis. He was just looking at all of him. We have a modesty cloth that we have to put on them. Um, okay. So I will or not, I will not say if that modesty cloth was on or off. I'll let you I don't know. I feel like, that. look, if I'm a dead body and I'm on my way out like to never, I mean, because look, if you're a dead body, you're on your way out to never being, your body never gets seen again. So, you know, I mean, just me yeah. personally, me personally, if somebody said that about my dead body, I'll be like, I, look, good, let me get a couple more compliments to take to the grave with me for the road because that's the end. That was the that's the last guy to compliment that guy's dead body before it's in the ground forever. That's what I've been thinking about too lately. I'm like, I don't know. I just came to the realization yesterday, actually, mm -hmm. um, that people who I don't intend to hear me um, are always watching me. I have mm. a class of about 50 people, and I sit like right up front, and. I was like, man, if people are perceiving me like this in life, you know, when I die and if I get cremated or buried or something, whoever's handling my body is also going to have like an idea or a thought about me as I'm going. And that has been something that has like really confused me because I've always thought, I don't know why, it's like an object permanence thing, I guess. That only my intended targets could hear me. And I realized yes, that was only really people that you intend yeah. to perceive you actually are the ones that perceive you. When in reality, it is far not the case. Yeah, especially like right now, 
I'm, I'm just thinking I'm having a, a one-on-one chat with you. And there's there's a lot of people watching. No, I no, look, I mean, with something like this, it's like, I mean, <laughs> pro- ultimately, probably with the podcast, whatever, there's probably whatever, you know. Yeah, sure. There's a couple thousand people listening to this voice right now, but it doesn't. I don't know. They're not. In, they're not in. They're not with us right now. They're computer people. They're not even real. That's true. That is true. In real uh, life, is there anything? No, in real life, it is way worse. That's why. Um. Yeah, you know, that's why it's so easy to drown it out when you know it's like you look at the Twitch thing and you look at the podcast thing and you see the numbers and you're like, this is computer people. You know, this is the internet. It's not real. What did you say your name was? Bree. Bree, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Is there anything else that you want to say to the people before we go? Uh, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, you know, you hear it all the time, but what you're doing is wonderful. We love you. Uh, we support you. And one day, uh, I hope that one of us could be your therapy gecko. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for all the kind words, Bree. I, I appreciate that very much. And, um... Thank you for all the um, good that you do for uh, dead people with big penises. Thank you. Have a good rest of the night. I guess. You too. It is an interesting thing being perceived. You know what? But it's I, and people mention this with the podcast, right, or in the show. They're like, "Oh, I'm being." You know, people call in and they, they're like nervous because they're being, they feel themselves being perceived. And when I'm here right now, the whole time I'm here and I'm talking, I don't know what it is. I can't describe it. I don't know if it's a, I felt this way when I, when there was no one watching this. And I feel this way when there's people. I, I feel very at ease while I'm streaming for whatever reason with all these people. I feel very at ease in this very, very specific situation. In which I am wearing a gecko costume and live streaming on the internet in this chair, in this room. Feel very at ease. But if I'm walking down a fucking sidewalk and one person is walking towards me, but they're very far away, but they're walking in my direction, I I don't know why, but I'll get nervous. I'll try to... I'll I'll feel too perceived by this one guy or or lady with a dog, whatever it is, and I'll try to move to the other side of the street of the street. But this and that for whatever reason that makes me feel like I'm being perceived too much. But this, you know, I mean, I'm alone in my house right now, talking into a stick at the end of the day. So I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of. I don't know, maybe some, there's some psychological explanation for that, but... Hello? Hello. I'm gonna shit myself. (laughs) Why are you going to shit yourself? Because I'm excited, bro. You were on my top Spotify rap. I've been listening to your shit nonstop. Thank you, man. I appreciate that very much. Um, Hmm. What is your name? Ketamine. And how did you get that name? Were you born with that name, or did you acquire it later in your life? I've acquired it. And how did you acquire it? I hung out with a bunch of wooks. Are you familiar with the phrase wooks? 
I'm slightly familiar with the phrase "wook." I, I used to. Um, I had a brief phase, and when I say brief, I'm talking like, like in the, like the span of a couple weeks, where I was into, um, you know, jam bands or whatever, uh, like the Grateful Ooh. whatever and the and the Donnie Darko the and the the, the Ween yep. and all that. And I and I'm pretty sure a wook is somebody who's really into those bands. Is that? An accurate, an accurate I would take that statement. As, I would take that as an accurate description. Although nowadays, I feel like it also leans more towards the uns 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 EDM people. Interesting, because I feel like EDM and jam band people. Well, not no, not the people. The music is very different. That's very true, but there's overlappingness within both categories. Interesting, and what what would you say that overlappingness is? Uh, probably drugs and dancing. Drugs and dancing. Um, what kind of drugs are we talking about here? I mean, your average things. You got your MDMA. Mm -hmm. You got your ketamine. You got mm -hmm. your, I don't know, all the good things. Test all the things. Test kits only. Now, ketamine. Uh, I don't know a lot about ketamine, but I've heard that it's similar. I've heard... It's like a horse tranquilizer. That might be wrong. I I'm, don't know anything about anything, but is that is it a horse so tranquilizer? It, it def it's a horse tranquilizer. Um, so I have there's so many fun jokes to be made about that. It's very popular down in the south. So we got horses and horse tranquilizers. A lot of people like justifying it by saying that it helps with like depression because there are medical like depression treatments with ketamine, which are super cool. But these bitches ain't using it medically. They're turning up on Tuesdays. They're turning up on Tuesdays. Yup. I have I have heard that it could be used medically for like depression and stuff. It can. It's very helpful for chronic pain. I can okay. attest it. Mm -hmm. Um. So, how often are you out uh, uh, doing doing ketamine? Uh, never anymore. Never I just watch anymore. everyone else do it. Sit there. Okay, so you quit. <laughs> Yeah, we had the fun period, but I almost died sure. partying, so I got over it, and now I just go out and go to shows sober. Super fun. Um, that's good to hear. So, well, okay, so at one point, you were doing ketamine enough to have earned the moniker of ketamine. Of a look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, tell me about the night that you almost died. What happened? Ooh. That was fun. So that was actually on Molly. Um, <laughs> so I have a heart condition. Um, don't do drugs great with heart place conditions, to start. kids. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's a great place to start. So um, I think I did like did a bunch of Molly at an EDM concert. Got back to a shitty hotel and started turning blue from losing blood circulation to my whole body. Oh, Jesus. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, I ended up dislocating a few ribs in my chest permanently from it. So that's lit. Um, you dislocated like, ribs in your chest, like did you? Yeah. Was was it was it like <laughs> the Molly dislocate went into your body and took your let me ribs apart, well, or you me... like what, what happened? So basically, there's a few things at play here. There's a collagen disorder that makes your joints dislocate every single day. That's a thing that people live with. Just a thing. Interesting. It's a genetic disorder, and then also a heart condition. So, basically, you see in horror movies how you see people's veins pop out of their bodies? 
like yes. like a alien. That's and what happened gym. to my whole body. Yeah, mm. I could see like all of the veins in my whole body. I'm pretty sure I didn't go to the hospital because bad bitch didn't want to call medical help. Always call for medical help. Uh, you didn't want to. Call. Why didn't yeah. you want to call for medical help? Were you embarrassed that they would make fun of you for your broken rib cage? I mean, partially. I think I was afraid of getting in trouble with the law due to the scenario, and also was like, just like my brain was like, "Don't send me to rehab. Don't send me to rehab." <laughs> so okay, but so now but you you no myself. longer you now no longer do ketamine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do anything, and then I also go to shows and am able to still surround myself with it and say no, which I think is pretty badass. I think that's pretty nice, too, because a lot of the time, I feel like if you're trying to quit something, you gotta... I mean, everyone's sort of built different with their ability, uh, their their willpower and whatnot, but I feel like it's a whole thing to be able to go into into the environment constantly again where where the drugs are being done and still be able to not only resist doing them but also have a good time without them that's the real struggle bus but i work a lot of shows now and i uh spin fire at shows and perform so you got to be sober to do that Hmm. um see i don't know if i could do that you know, there's certain. I think here's, you let me ask you, Blixen, before I we think. go, before we go, I actually need to know a question from you. Do you think if yeah. you if there's a certain genre of music or a certain or I, I wouldn't even limit this to music, a thing, any activity that not that you enjoy better when you're under the influence of drugs, but that you only enjoy under the influence of drugs. Do you believe that you truly enjoy that activity? Do I believe that I truly enjoy it sober, or do you believe that you can truly only... Uh, that's a big question there, Gek. Will you rephrase it for me? It, 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 uh, what I'm saying is if you have an activity that you like, but you only like it when you're impaired. Not you like it more... Like yeah, I look, I like, really like, like I like going to the you movies, don't... but I like it more when I'm stoned. But I don't only like it when I'm stoned. But if you have a thing that you yeah. only like when you're impaired, do you like it? My big thing is, if you have people that only want to hang out with you when you're fucked up, they're not your friends. And if you can only do something when you're fucked up, then it's not really fun. Well, there we go. Thanks for calling, Ketamine. Yeah. No problem, Gek. Be well. I hope nobody notices that I'm on Ketamine right now. (laughs) Hey, folks. It's Lyle here with an extremely brief message just letting you know that if you are interested in supporting the stream and making it easier for me to do more Therapy Gecko stuff in the future, you can head on over to patreon.com slash lyleforever, and for only $5, you can make it a heck of a lot easier for me to put this whole shebang together. That is patreon.com slash lyleforever. You also get access to exclusive streams, exclusive Gek content. You also get access to the exclusive Gek Legends Discord. Patreon.com slash lyleforever. All right, back to the calls. Hello? Hello? What's up? Hello? Wait, am I? Yes. Am I actually on? You're on. Holy, holy crap! What's going on, dude? That's awesome. Uh, 
I've, I've, I've been trying to call in for like a month and a half now. Holy Here crap. You are. This is it. This is the moment. It's a lot of pressure. Yes, here. it is. <laughs> no, it's oh, um, no, I don't need pressure. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, um, well, Gabby, can I ask you something before we go into this? Because you, uh, you know, I mean, what if? Okay, if this call in your mind went perfectly right, what would that? Well, I mean, what would that even look like? Honestly, just being on the call itself is just perfect. perfect. That's perfect because that's the thing is people. I people all the time they come in here. They're like, I don't want to fuck this up. And I'm like, there's no objective. There's no goal. There's nothing to fuck up. So you've already won and lost at the same time because there's no game. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, Gabby? What, uh, what did you call in to talk about? Um, just honestly to get like a. Uh a perspective on something that's happy in my life from somebody that doesn't know me. Sure, sure. Um, so I work at a, a job that I, I put in my two weeks already, but it, it's, it paid me really well. I was making like 18 an hour. But the only thing about it was the job itself wasn't bad. It was the people. Mm. And like, I've been very anxious because like, you know, like I said, I put in my two weeks, I'm going to a lower paying job. And like, I can't tell if it was a bad idea or not, because it is going to make financial everything a little rough doing that. Mm -hmm. So you went from a higher paying job to a lower paying job primarily because you you couldn't stand the people you were working with at that higher paying job. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's a bad decision at all, because... You know, uh, look, work is like, what, 100% of your time, something like that? You know, you're just there for hours and hours and hours. If you're going to be somewhere for hours and hours and hours, you know, you should you should, uh, you should, should enjoy being there. Or at the very least, yeah. if you can't get there, I mean, that's a, that's a whole place to want to get to, enjoying being there, right? But at the very bare minimum, you shouldn't absolutely fucking hate being there. Yeah. Did you absolutely fucking hate being there? Yeah. I, I honestly, there had been mornings before I went to my job and put my two weeks in that I just kind of cried before going in because I hated it. So oh, psst, you did the right, Gabby. You did the right thing. Uh, what's the new gig? Tell me about the new gig, though. What's, 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 what was so appealing about the new gig? Um... It's a smaller store. Um, it it's a lot more friendlier. Like they're kind of built on the actual like being a family working together, communicating, and it's sure. a lot less strict on all of the rules. So like if I don't want to take a fifteen minute break two two hours into my shift, that's okay as long as I eventually get to a break. I want to get yelled at for it, and the expectations are a lot less. So you you like the rule that you don't have to take breaks. Yeah, because sometimes it messes up my flow whenever I'm like going at it and then I have to stop, take a break. Then it takes me a while to want to get back to work, you know? Well, it sounds like you're an employer's dream. (laughs) I like to think so, yeah. Um, 
Are there any other, like, rules that you hated about the old place that you like about the new one that they don't have or whatever? Um, mostly the fact of it wasn't, like, a set rule, but the way the management was set up, it was very strict. Mm -hmm. Like, you couldn't even look at your manager wrong without being up for coaching or firing, which was just no well, fun. Gabby, you know, I'm glad that, um... Uh, you know, I mean, look, take solace in, uh... No, it was a good decision. If you're crying before you are going into work, you should fucking quit. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, Gabby, before we go? Um, not really. That was that was kind of all... I know it's kind of lame, but, you know, it, it did No, I don't a think lot. that's... <laughs> why do you... Th I'm really curious, actually. Why do you think that's lame? Um, I've been listening to your podcast since you started it. I, mm -hmm. I didn't really have time to watch your streams as much. And, like, there's just so many interesting calls. And then I just call in about, like, oh, did I make the right decision about me quitting my job type thing? No, I mean, I mean, I think this is interesting. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's not, like, an epic tale, but it's reflective of a common human experience. That people have all yeah. the time, so it, it had it had it was valuable to share in of that, I believe. Yeah, and it, it's definitely like a, a hard decision, but I feel like because my boyfriend's done similar things. He's quit workplaces that weren't like the best situation management with ass and stuff like that, and it's 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 harder for some people, but I feel like once. You get confirmation that was a good idea, and you're able to move forward. It does help a lot because stress yeah, can make yeah. you physically sick. I've learned that. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you made the right decision, Gabby, and uh, appreciate you calling. Of course. Hello, Bobby. <gasps> Whoa! Oh my gosh! Hi. How are you, Bobby? I'm good. Oh my god. This is my first time calling in. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, this is like so surreal. I heard myself, you saying like, hi, Bobby, in like the other room where we're watching it. <laughs> what, uh, what's going on with you, Bobby? Oh my gosh, Gak. Well, I recently... Well, fairly recently, got like my big girl job. Nice. I graduated college and everything. So I got my big girl job and everything. And so I have to, like, the new people have to, like, work on weekends, which isn't like normal. Mm -hmm. And one of my coworkers is either, like, uh, after we take our lunch break is either coming in extremely high or extremely drunk. <laughs> and I am stuck on what the heck to do about it. Because mm. I'm not exactly a snitch, but at the same time, this is like the type of guy that when they get drunk, he gets kind of confrontational. So I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Hmm. Right, that's what I was going to ask is, uh, to what degree does his uh, intoxication, do you believe, affect 
uh, his ability to to perform his job, or actually, more importantly, your ability to perform your job. I mean, I can. He's my. So our work has this stupid thing where they don't believe in like closed off cubicles. So the so like our office is entirely open. Like there's no privacy whatsoever. Um, we can hear everything like the person next to us does. And like, it's meant so that like whenever a new person comes in, they can easily like ask questions and shit like that. Um, it's supposed to be like more welcoming, but it's kind of more awkward. <laughs> um, so he, so like anytime something happens, I can easily like hear it and everything. And it's just kind of awkward hearing hearing him like talk to customers on the phone and being like so like you know like the typical slurring shit like the drunk people do or high people do um of like just can't say any sort of words and like what there was one because i work a lot of weekends there was one weekend where he was like stumbling to go to the fucking bathroom even Mm. and we were all just like oh my god is so and so like drunk or something and I'm kind of curious, so like, is your supervisor not there? Like, is there never, is he never drunk when like mm. somebody uh, is around that would have a problem with that? Yeah, so whenever our supervisor is pretty much never there on the weekends. So like, he's not really going to ever get caught unless someone like brings it up pretty much. Um, so that's like the other thing is like, unless like he'll know if like I bring it up or um, someone else does. Cause there's only like a few of us that are ever there, like in the office with him when he's doing this shit. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you have I'm a problem like, where a you don't want to be a, a snitch, but uh, you're like, it is probably not good. Honestly, like, it's such a boring fucking job that I would love to get drunk during it, like, as soon as, like, whenever I have my hour lunch break. What well, hey, love to be? It's like- now you know <laughs> that you can do it and not get fired. That's true. I know that like none of us are snitches after this is been that's going one of, on. That's one. That's look. Like, that's that is. I, I mean, look. Fired. I'm not saying it's the correct <laughs> takeaway from this. I'm not saying that there even is a correct takeaway from this. But it is a potential takeaway from this that you now mm-hmm. have have seen proof that you can get fucking hammered, go into the bank, <laughs> and do your gig, and nobody gives a shit. It's kind true. of a power. It's actually, I mean, this guy, he's actually kind of inspirational in, in, in that sense. I if that's totally how you agree. want to look at it. <laughs> I wish I could. It's just, like I said, or like maybe like I didn't like emphasize it enough. It's just like the fact that he gets kind of confrontational while he is. Does he get confrontational it, like, towards the customers, I'm, or does he does he get confrontational towards you? Towards us, yeah. 
Tell me, tell me specifically, what was the last confrontation that you had with him while he was drunk? This was like whenever I, I didn't really think that he was drunk because I couldn't fathom. Like I've been working like retail jobs all my life up until like I graduated and got this job. So like I couldn't even like it didn't like cross my mind that people would actually get drunk like during like, you know, like a professional job and shit like that. So, Hello, like, all right. so wait, wait, oh what, what, tell me, tell me, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, we're getting like sidetracked. What, what was the last confrontation you had with him specifically? It was me like jokingly being like, cause he like stumbled a little bit over his feet and I was like, okay, I'm clumsy. Like I do that shit too. So I jokingly was like, oh my God, blank, are you drunk or something? And he was just like straight up to me like, Fuck you! Of course I'm not. Like, but also, huh. so okay. So he's also openly denying shit, like, it. Blurring. Yeah, but d- the entire time, like while he's saying that, he's like slurring mm. his words heavily, and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, what'd you say? Your name was Bobby. 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 Listen, Bobby. Uh, take a day. Do mm-hmm. like. A, you know, do like a shot. I mean, what you said, you you said it's your dream to get drunk at work. You wish you could do what he does. Take <laughs> okay, a shot before so work. No, take a shot before you go into work. Um, okay. Okay. See how you feel. Don't actually do this. See how you feel. <laughs> and then if you can if you can handle that, you know, next time you take two. Don't actually don't actually do this. And then if you can handle that, take four and see, just find your limit. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Don't actually do this. Get high, get crossfaded next time. See if you can handle that. You might improve your, your, okay. your day-to-day okay. life. You know, it might make work I'll more fun. I'll have to, like, have someone teach me how to, like, smoke weed. Every Beautiful. time I've tried, like, I just... well. Thank I you very much for so calling, Bobby. To the point that, like, I throw up. So, <laughs> and uh, I appreciate you sharing. You have a wonderful rest of the night. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Grateful to be alive. Not everyone's alive. Most people are dead. How does it make me feel that most people are dead? I think it's good that most people are dead. Not because they were bad people or uh, anything like that. It's good. It's good that we all die. Because, look, you really want to do this forever? I lo- And I say that I love being alive. I really do. I love being alive. I'm excited that I get to continue to be alive for many more years. That sounds... I'm ecstatic. I'm, th- I'm going to take a deep... I'm going to take a breath right now. That felt good. It's good stuff. I'm going to touch my body... I'm a I'm a whole guy. I'm a person. Ex- I exist in the world. I'm chilling. It's nice to be alive, but I don't want to do this forever. I don't want to be alive. Being alive, I would rather I would rather die right now than live forever. Think about that. Would you rather die right now or or live forever? Living forever would just be too just be too much. It'd be depressing. Everyone else died. You know what? Because here's the thing about living forever. Everyone else died. Everyone else dies. 
You're like the if you live for you'd be the only one ever in the history. You wouldn't just be the only human. You'd be the only organism ever to not fucking die. You don't want to be the guinea pig of that experiment. I will take the tried, true, tested way of leaving this earth, death, easily over, you know, because that's been tested. That's been ran through the, 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 the gamut by billions of things already. It's a tested way, method of die, of leaving. But living forever is too much. Hello? Hello? How are you? Uh, doing alright. How are What's, you? Um, um, I'm okay. I'm, 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 uh, chilling out in overtime. What's, um, what's new with you? Yeah, you're definitely in OT again? right now. Uh, Leonard. But, you know, first of all, I gotta say, did you hire, you've hired a, a woman to answer calls now or something? Oh, uh, that's 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 it's, Kay uh, Lizard. She's, oh, she's gotcha. uh, one of the call right. screeners. All right, that's, she's doing an excellent job. This is a a new thing, yeah. It's a new thing. Um, also, I like the the om- ominous music that you've been putting on as well. I tried to change it to something less <clears> ominous, <throat> but I I don't know how to use the computer. No, I like it. It's good. It fits. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What's going on, Leonard? Yeah. Uh, not too much. Just working on a painting right now. Um, been listening throughout the night. Leonard, you had a specific so, uh, thing that I that I saw that you wanted to talk about. <clears throat> right, right, yeah. Recently, uh, found out like pretty much I broke up a, a marriage. Apparently, with some girl that apparently had children and a family and all that, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah. You broke up a marriage. Yeah, yeah. This this girl, she had a dating app. Um, and uh, I don't really take any of that too seriously, right? Sure, sure. And so I was just hanging out with one girl. And um, <clears throat> her husband, apparently, he was following me for a while on my socials and um, I would bring it up to her, like, who is this guy? Because I see a lot of photos of you guys together and everything. And one minute she's like, oh, that's my coworker. Uh, that's my friend, uh, my ex. She, you know, she would say all these excuses. And I was just like, oh, okay, whatever, you know. Because uh, I wasn't trying to get in a relationship with her. Um, but... Yeah, she, like, uh, wanted to get in a relationship with me, which was kind of interesting. And so, you know, um, every once in a while, kind of have her over through the rotation. And, uh, you know, she would always want to, you know, have sex and such and... And so, wait a minute, so her husband, which you don't know that it's her husband at this point, is following you on social, at the time you didn't, and he's following you on social media? Yeah, yeah, 
I have like an art Instagram. Yeah, he was following all of that, and uh, um, yeah. And there's like how did uh, he find pictures of them together? Okay, but wait. So I don't understand. So how did? All right. So this this married woman is on dating apps looking to have an affair. Yeah. She finds you. Okay. You guys start hanging out. At what? Why? Why is her husband? You see her Instagram. You see her with a guy. What? How does he start? How does he even find out about you and start following you? How does that make? That does that doesn't. Line I, don't, up I have no idea. He well, he must have been suspicious, or maybe it happened before, um, where he was just looking through her followers, maybe or something, and uh, yeah, he was kind of just following me and looking at my stuff, apparently, and. Uh, she always told me it was like her her ex or a coworker or whatever, right? So sure, I was just kind of like whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. you know I wasn't trying to get in a relationship. It didn't really mean much to me. So, so um, how did you, um, you know? Okay, yeah. so there's sort of signs, there's suspicions, but you're brushing them off. And and at what point does um, everything come to a head? Yeah, so. Then one night, um, you know, I'm painting and I get a bunch of uh, direct messages from this guy saying, uh, are you sleeping with this girl? And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes. I mean, I've done it in the past, not really recently. Like, she slept with me and she comes over. um, And... uh, yeah, like, she would, like, buy me food. She would bring me over food, take me to, like, doctor's appointments and shit. Like, she, well, uh, she was very she's taking invested, you to, she was, which is... She's taking you to doctor's appointments? <laughs> well, I thought I had COVID, yeah. Well, I had pink eye. <clears throat> and, yeah. Why would... So, hold on, Yeah, she hold was on, doing that. Hold on, it, hold I have on, no idea. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> Lena, you're making absolutely yeah. no sense to me right now. Uh, okay. okay. You thought you had pink eye. No, I did. From a, this other girl gave me pink eye and she didn't tell me. Bunch of girls not telling me what's going on. All right, so <laughs> hold on. I, here's what I don't understand: is you say you're not looking for a relationship. You say you're ba- you're basically like hooking up with this girl that you met on a dating app, but yet, yeah, you think you have pink eye. You think you have very contagious disease, and so you. Call mm-hmm. the girl you've been hooking up with and <laughs> ask her to drive you to the doctor. <laughs> well, the pink eye I had was not contagious. No, um, but you didn't know. No, I'm. But Leonard, you're, I'm speaking upon the knowledge you had at the time. You at the time have the knowledge you have pink eye, so you call this lady. For, I I don't I I I don't even know. I don't even know if we have time. To understand okay, well, this dynamic. No, so listen, this girl, I already went to the doctors and had medicine and I was taking the medicine. All right. She comes over again after that and she's like, yeah, sure, I'll take you over there. And it wasn't contagious. And that all right, was so you knew COVID. at the time. That um, you, all right. So you go to the you think yeah. you have pink eye. You go to the doctor. The doctor says, yeah, you do. But it's not contagious. And you're like, great. I can keep yeah. working out with this lady. I mean, pretty much. She just always wanted to hang out with me, so I was like, you know, sure. 
I'm down to hang out. I just I needed to clarify that, yeah. Leonard. Leonard, you gotta right, right. You right. got meet me halfway on some of this, Leonard. No, I get you. I, I feel you. Okay, so um, what happened? How yeah, did you? All right, so this guy's DMing you, and um, what is what? What sort of happens after that? Um, pretty much, she was or he was like, "Is she sleeping with you?" And um, I was like, "Who are you?" And he was like, "Um, I'm married to this girl. We have kids." She told me that she had a what do you call it um affair she was having people she was having people rent out her apartment and they had kids but those were actually her kids so he was like we have children we're married blah 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 and i was like well this is news to me i had no idea i you know she told me you were this and that blah 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 right um and i was like yeah you know in the past um, yeah, we've like slept together and everything. And, um, he was, so like, how uh, did he, he well, respond? Did he, was he upset with you or did you explain that you did not know? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I had no idea. This is news to me, man. Um, I was like, I'm sorry you're having to go through this. Um, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, we, we have slept together in the past. I'm not really interested in all that anymore and whatnot. And mm-hmm. he was so, like, he, he so, was I mean, upset. look, to kind of to kind of wrap things up and, and get to yeah. where we are right now. Uh, are you have you made contact with this woman ever again? Uh, no, I told him to uh, to pretty much like press her on this and she she blocked me. So. Which, I mean, I didn't want to talk to her anyways, but... So how are you out, feeling you know? about this? Because when we first picked up the... When I first started talking to you 10 minutes ago, you seemed like... Um, you seemed like like you had some, some guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel... Well, I mean, I told him, I was like, man, I feel bad. Like, sorry you have to go through this, you know? But, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I was lied to throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I, I <laughs> so that, that, that I kind of if you didn't know, you didn't know. But, you didn't uh, lie to, you know? Yeah, but um, I don't know. Kind of, it, it. I don't know how. That's why I wanted to call and and talk to you. Is is like I don't know how to really like think about yeah. it. You know, because uh, well, I, I feel well, like look, bad I mean, about I I, it, I think um, I mean, I mean, look, we'll um, I got to move on, but um, yeah, no, I feel you. Well, no, well, no, I mean, look, it sounds like you already have the right mentality about it, right? Which is like. I mean, you were deceived. You know, you didn't act with any sort of intentional malice. Um, so I don't think yeah, you're guilty about. It. I think. I mean, if any. I mean, look. If anything, you're. You know. Um, you know, one of her little. You know, you you've been pawned. Like you know, you 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 were. You know, uh, uh, taking advantage of kind of. Yeah, I think you were. In a way, you were taken advantage of. You were, you were lied to. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, so I, I wouldn't feel bad. Yeah. I don't think. And by the way, here's another thing: is like, you know, look, she just decided to use you. But if she was going to cheat, she would have used, you know, right. anyone else. So you know, uh, I, I'm sorry to hear that you got swept up in this whole fucking thing. But I, I don't think you need to feel any any guilt about it, as long as you're telling the truth that you had no idea. You know. Yeah, I well, I I didn't have any. 
uh, like the whole relationship wasn't serious or whatever. It was just kind of, sure. you know, like hang out and and well, a, whether the relationship was whatever, serious, or not, is but, sort of. But um, but yeah, it, it's a shitty feeling. So I just wanted kind of your yeah. in. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I again, I'm sorry to hear that you got caught up. A long in all night that, for you. I, you know, I don't think that but... you need to feel. I don't think you need to feel guilty about that. For sure. Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, just to interesting. Before we go, Leonard. Uh, not to take life too seriously. Um, and uh, I don't really know. Uh, relationships aren't really. I don't really know if they're fit for. Uh, our generation anymore. They're you not, know? well, no, they're That's not fit for everyone. If you want to go ahead and be a single guy and do whatever you're going to do, then do it until it no longer yeah. serves you. Well, I know you're like that. Um, the single life is definitely the life to live, but um, a lot of callers you have call in about like relationship advice. And uh, I think everyone should just, everyone seems, and everyone's really young when they're calling into you about this kind of shit. And you and me, we're the same age. Um, and uh, it's just kind of like, yo, don't take life too seriously. That's what you tell them, You seem too. to know a lot you about know, like, me, Leonard. I mean, I've been listening to you. We've we've actually chatted in the past before about art and oh. such. But, uh, yeah, but, um, no, well, I don't, listen, I don't man, even know um, you, to be honest. Thank you for calling and sharing, and I'm sorry that it happened yeah. to you. And um, I'll talk to you again in another life. Yeah, there's nothing to be sorry about, but uh, <laughs> uh, have a good night, man. You too, Leonard. Hope you get some good calls. Yes, hello? Hey. Hey, I heard that, uh, what's your name? Ryan. Ryan, uh, I heard you have a test of some kind that you would like to, to share with uh, the, the the listeners? Yes, of course. So I actually have a... Uh... Basically, I believe that I, I love cars, I love driving, and my philosophy really is that um, people should be able to go as fast as they can handle and have proven they can handle. handle. Mm. Okay. Uh, so wait, is this a test or a philosophy? It, it's There's a test related to it. Um, okay, what is so the test? I think that there should be different levels of driver's licenses. That you mm-hmm. can earn based off of your skill aptitude on a test that you can take that measures certain things like your ability to drive, your reaction times, and things like that. I'm really, you know, I'm really trying to be open-minded about the idea of having different... Wait, so you're telling me you want to enact a system in which you can get like a silver driver's license that will allow you to go x amount of miles over the speed limit yes exactly and and okay so i'm curious and maybe this is where the test aspect of this philosophy comes in how does one prove themselves worthy of this higher echelon driver's license um i think the best way that I've so far thought of, and this is this isn't something I've thought about extensively. It's just kind of an idea that popped in my head the other day. Sure. Um, but I feel like it would be something like you take a 
a few laps around a track and re- they like measure how you react to different things and basically just um, do you know how you do those like when you drop a ruler you can measure your reaction time I've never heard of that no oh what is Tom, explain it uh, in a physics class. basically they hold the ruler between your fingers and then if you and then they drop it and you just have to try to catch it right when they drop it um I feel stupid. I'm doing the physical pinching. Um, But yeah, so you try to catch it. And based off of where you catch it, um, you can measure how quickly your brain was able to react, see it, and then respond to the fact that it's dropping. You know, I think, you know, this. it's an interesting theory. It's an interesting theory. My problem is... uh, I mean, aside from how we're going to test people to see what color license they're going to get, is how do I mean what the the, the problem? We have to share roads, right? We have to share roads, so the the yellow license people are going to be sharing roads with the with the green license people, you know, and 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 shit's going to get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I haven't thought of it that way. That makes sense. I guess, I mean, I really do have a biased standpoint here because I, I really do have a Because you would like to go that. very fast <laughs> in your car, so you're, you're biased about that. Yeah, I, my brain's just romanticizing about this world where that's okay. Uh, what's the fastest that you have gone on the highway? Um, the fastest I went on the highway was 142 miles an hour. 142 miles an hour? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Did you not? You didn't get pulled over? No, I have been pulled over going 90 and 80. Dude, what do you even say? What do you even say if you get pulled over after going, after someone clocks you at 142 miles an hour? What do you even say? (laughs) You just got to throw up your hand. You got to be like, all right, this is it. I'm going to jail. Yeah, honestly, if you get pulled over going that fast, you're going to jail. Um, I was lucky enough both times I got pulled over. If you're going over 80, it's criminal. You can get pulled over and go to jail for going anything over 80. Um, or 20 and, and what is it if you go over 140? Um, that's, is it super criminal? I don't know. But, yeah, it's, it's, yeah you're, you're screwed. Um, well, listen, honestly, um, the best Ryan, oh, go ahead. The best thing yeah. to do. I want to hear it. The best thing to do if you're getting clocked going 140 is just keep oh, going please. because they can't chase you at that speed for long. They disengage mm. pursuit quickly. Mm. Interesting. Um, you know, that makes sense in theory. You got all these thoughts. See, that makes sense. In th- that makes sense in theory, because if you go faster, they cannot catch you. You've got all these thoughts, mm-hmm. Ryan, that make a lot of sense in theory. Um, and, you know, keep thinking, Ryan. You have a creative brain. Keep thinking on these ideas, and eventually you'll come up with something that makes sense in practice. Uh, or you'll get yourself and a bunch of people killed in, in the process of doing so. But uh, such as must happen for the uh, advancements of uh, new ideas in our society. Precisely, precisely. Uh, have a good rest of the night, Ryan. Yeah, you too. What car does the caller drive? I don't know. I don't know what fucking car can go 142 miles an hour.
I don't fuck with cars, man. I wish I, I, I my ultimate dream is I want to live in a walkable city. I don't fuck around with cars because it's it's so easy to die. It's so easy to die, right? Like, like, all right. Imagine your stupid day where you're sitting on a in a chair for like ninety percent of it. You're on the computer working or watching YouTube, whatever the fuck. And then, like, like if you're on your computer and you're watching YouTube, the likelihood that you're gonna die is pretty low. It's like zero it's I think it's pretty close to, I think it's pretty close to zero percent. I think it's under one percent the likelihood that you're just gonna fucking just die when you're sitting at home. Uh when you're walking down the street, the likelihood that you're gonna die go it goes up a little bit. You know, somebody could come and shoot you in the face or you could trip on a rock. Something could happen. But when you get into a car I mean, the likelihood you're going to die goes to about 75% chance that you're going to die if you're driving a car. Um, I've talked to people who say that they have anxiety about driving cars. And I'm like, that's that makes sense. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. If you have anxiety about driving cars, this is an extremely correct thing to be anxious about because you're... I mean, roads are we're fucking jousting out there. It's like I'm. It's like one guy's going as fast fifty miles an hour down this, and then there's another guy's going the same way. But there's there's list little amount of fucking space between them. We're jousting out there. Hey, folks, this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. I'm actually a huge fan of Factor, and it's been a large part of my weight loss journey this year. I've been using them before they sponsored the podcast, and their service is great. I hate cooking so much, and Factor makes it very easy to eat healthy, delicious food that I can whip up in the microwave or the air fryer. I'm a big fan of Factor classics such as the shredded chicken taco bowl, the Indian butter chicken, and who could forget the creamy tomato pork chop. I've been trying to count calories and lose weight and all that stuff, and Factor makes it very easy because the calorie counts and the macros are listed right on the box. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Head to factormeals.com slash gecko50 and use the code gecko50 to get 50% off. That's code gecko50 at factormeals.com slash gecko50 for 50% off. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I of course put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello, Blair from Ohio. Hello. 
What's up, Blair from Ohio? Oh, nothing much. How are you? Um, how am I? I am not doing too bad. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. Is your toe doing better? Uh, I appreciate you asking me that. My toe is doing pretty better, I think. (laughs) That's good. Um, so what's going on with you, Blair? Um, nothing really. Um, I called to get some advice about, um, like relationships, I guess. Uh, I'll do my best. What's what's, uh, what's going on with you? <laughs> Yo, we're, uh, well, is there like a Mrs. Gecko? <laughs> um, is there a Mrs. Gecko? Probably out there somewhere. There's all kinds of people with all kinds of names. But what's going on in your life? <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever seen that movie, Good Luck Chuck? Good Luck Chuck. Uh, I've, I've heard of it. I'm familiar. Okay. Um, so basically, like, this guy, you know, women go to him, and they get with him, and then they find, like, their forever, like, thing afterwards. I feel like that's kind of my life right now. Good luck. So, so in Good Luck Chuck, women get with Chuck, and then they just fall in love with him forever. No, they get like a, like so the next boy, boyfriend that they get, um, that's like who they get married to. Oh, so Chuck is the penultimate lover, eternally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's his. And that's his. And that's is that an issue for him? Um, no, but for me, yeah, I'm kind of over it. Oh, okay. So well, you. Okay. Are the perpetual penultimate lover before the guy finds whoever he actually ends up being with? Yeah. Um, so, like, the last three people I've talked to, um, I've been single for, like, three years now. So, like, the last three people I kind of got serious with uh, have ghosted me, stopped talking to me, and then, like, a week later they have another girlfriend. And it's, like, the mm. weirdest thing. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I um. No, go ahead, please. Sorry. Uh, I'm actually kind of. I think I'm talking to someone right now. Um, I don't know if I'm being like homie zone though. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's a weird relationship that we have. Why? Tell me more about this relationship. Why do you think it is? It is weird. <laughs> uh, he just kind of like tells me about dates he goes on and like how bad they are but we talk all the time um like it's kind of cute like he'll have me like he'll want to talk to me on his way home from work or like we'll talk on the phone before bed and stuff uh we we've hung out a few times we actually went on a date last friday and it was good i kind of fucked it up though by being late i didn't mean to um I had to scramble for, like, a babysitter last minute, so we missed dinner like he wanted to, but we still did other the other two things. Oh, you've got a child. On. I do, yeah. So be honest with me. Um, yeah. Has that been, like, a, a, uh, 
any any amount of of impediment in in your dating life? Um, there's been some people that are like, I don't know. I try to keep my home life away from my dating life because um, my son has a dad and he sees him, so it's it's no issue. I'm not looking for someone for my son. You know, it's for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's it is weird because there's a lot of people my age that are like, "Oh, you have a five year old," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry." <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, look, regardless of what other people your age think about you know your life, like, um, well, how do you meet these these guys? You said that there's all these guys who go on like a, they like they go on a few dates with you, and then they find someone else. Do when you go on a date with first of all, where are you meeting these guys? Is it like a this this a Tinder thing, a Hinge thing? Uh, tender and hens, yeah. Okay, and do they do they know off the bat that you have a child? Yeah, I actually um, put in my profiles that I'm a mom. Okay, yeah, I think that's I think that's good. Not you know, not not because anyone has any right to anyone else's business, but you know, at the end of the day, it makes things easier for you, right? Because you don't want to waste any time, you know, with anyone who you don't know is already cool yeah. with that. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, interesting. So, so, all right, so tell me more about this guy who you're talking to right now, because it sounds like things are going good with that guy. <laughs> I I think so, but, like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> he might be watching the stream, so I'm trying to watch what I say. Um, did he, did you, no, did you show like, him the stream? No, oh, he tried to call me when I was in the queue, and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> Okay, I've been like, I've been super hyped about getting on your show for a minute. So like, he's always, he, we're always talking about it. Like, oh, he's like, get in there. You got it. And so finally. <laughs> you're like, always so talking about it because you're it. like, you're like, I really want to call this geckos to talk about you. <laughs> I have told him. I was like, when I, if I ever get in, I'm talking shit. And he, he said he would do the same. Yeah. <laughs> dude, is he, is he on the fucking queue? Let's conference this motherfucker in, dude. I don't. I don't know if he's on the queue. Do you want me to like? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know if he's calling. No. Well, listen. Okay. Um, so you're in this. You're in this thing where you feel like guys are. You feel like you're the. You're the. You're the. You know, always whatever being passed over or or whatever. But um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, the the remedy to that, if there is one, is like patience, right? And it sounds like you've. Uh, been pretty patient and I don't know it sounds like these things are working out with this guy yeah I yeah I do think I need to like I just get really excited so it's like um like my leveling language is like buying stuff and like giving presents and like filling it you know like oh I like you here's this I got this for you so it's like I'm like, oh my god! I've been trying so hard not to buy a bunch of gifts and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> like, but I don't want to like scare him away. Like, I haven't done that before, but this one, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's kind of different. So, you know, here kind of my my general thought process on like dating is that like you shouldn't. Ever not for and this is not I'm not saying this is not like a cheesy thing I'm saying this is like a logic, okay. This is not a motivational speech. You shouldn't compromise oh. logically. 
you should not compromise who you are while you are dating <laughs> because you got to find someone no. who is cool with who how you are. And if your love language yeah. is gifts. Now here's now here okay now here's the tricky part of what I just said is that if you're peculiar or if you act in ways that are not how a lot of people act or if maybe I don't know I I don't know anything about you know how many people give gifts as their love language but whatever then then you have to be a little bit more patient yeah. If you I have understand. high standards, um, you got to be a little bit more patient. Which is okay. I think having high standards is good, by the way. I don't know if I'm saying he, shit that's uh, not related to what I'm talking about. He's blowing up my phone. <laughs> he's in the queue. He's in the queue? What's his name? Um, His name's Kane. There there ain't no <laughs> Kane in this, uh, in this queue right here. I don't know. His... Um, his his Twitch thing is like Clutchy McScrub. Or Conf- he's like he's in the chat, not the queue. Conference conference him in if you want. If you want, you don't have to. I'm, you know, I don't know what we're gonna talk about, I don't... but we can try it. <laughs> oh no, he keeps texting me. <laughs> listen, listen. What's your name again? Uh, did he? You didn't con- You're not. What, what's your? Are you there? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Oh, it's both of you guys. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? What's your name? Hey, what's up, man? My name's Kane. Kane? Yeah. Like Cain and Abel from the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. Um, How's your life going, Kane? Oh, it's good, man. Good. Uh, you know, getting through the work and stuff. Getting through the what? Are you watching TV right now? Uh, no, I'm not. When are you guys watching no. TV? It is not me. It, it was me, sorry. Oh, uh, no worries. Wait, so how long have you guys been hanging out with each other? It, it was me, sorry. <laughs> Wait. What would you say, like a couple weeks? Like yeah, a like a month, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, um, it's been about a month. And where'd you guys meet? Hinge? Tinder? Um, it was Hinge. Well, we started talking on Hinge, but we met, um, I was like 14 when we first met. Oh, really? <laughs> So this is one of those yeah. like uh, you met, you first meet in uh, whatever middle school, and then uh, all of a sudden you're on Hinge, and you're like, I saw, I remember that guy from whatever math class, and now you're you're hanging out again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh, I was 16, she was 14, pretty much. We were both just like in school together. That's cool. Was it as is it was it was it nice to reconnect? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we vibed pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Beautiful. Um, Kane, Kane, do you even know what the what this is that we're? Do you even know about what this is? Uh, kinda. 
Yeah, I, I caught a couple of your streams on Reddit. Did you start streaming on on Reddit before you went to Twitch? I'm everywhere. I'm on MySpace. I'm on fucking <laughs> Pornhub. Name it. I'm there. Okay. Spank Bang. You ever been to SpankBang.com? <laughs> no, I haven't. You should check it out. No, I know chat's blowing up right now. It's, so yeah, we met when we were <laughs> when we were underage. We were both minors, and then in the future, where I'm 26 now, she's what 24. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody's like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And how do you feel <laughs> as me. though you have matured, developed, or even stayed the same? Since since you since you first rendezvoused a decade prior. Oh man. Oh man, I don't even know how to answer that. Honestly, it's um. Yeah, I feel like I've I've definitely grown up. You're definitely grown uh, up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say I definitely grew up a lot, um, matured a bit. Um, pretty much got my life going. I don't know. What do you What do you look for in a partner, Kane? Uh, <laughs> somebody that somebody that gets me. Somebody that uh, I can vibe with. Somebody mm. that. Um, I don't know. I don't know really. I think that's a sufficient answer. Somebody that vibes with you, somebody that gets you, that's a sufficient answer. I would say that's that's pretty common amongst uh, amongst most people. Yeah. Well, listen, Kane and what's your name again? Blair. Blair, Kane and Blair. Listen, um, you could die at any second, so live in the moment and um, enjoy uh, uh, the time that you've got uh, where you're a young person that can uh, talk to people and do things and hold hands and all that uh, crazy crap, you know? Enjoy it while you can. Because one day you'll be old and alone and all your friends will be dead. Or you'll be dead. That's That's the two options. So, you know, chill, yeah, chill so while you got pretty it. Pretty much just enjoy your enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Appreciate it, Gecko. Anytime. <laughs> you guys have a good man. Night. Someone said Gek is going to a dark place. Why is I don't know? No, you know what? Here's the thing: whether or not I believe in love, I think I believe in love in a general sense but is love but i don't i don't know if i don't know if love is for everyone i don't know if love is for everyone i don't know if it's for me dude classic line i thought and look i i thought love was only true in fairy tales not for somebody else but not for me you know that's okay do you need love do you need love do you need a soulmate, a partner, a forever, whatever the fuck, you know? Can't you just walk around, eat food, and jerk off in peace and then die? Is that not a life well lived? Climb a mountain, look at a leaf, eat a piece of pizza, 
talk to your friend on the phone, and then die. Is there anything wrong with that? I don't think so. Am I lonely? Actually, no. I'm actually feeling pretty good. Well, I've gotten used to... I, uh, this is there's a difference between being lonely and enjoying being... I like... I like I like having some I like having time to myself. I like I like I like uh, I like getting high and going to the museum alone. The aquar getting going to the aquarium alone. Going to the aquarium alone is the best. I I I got high. I went to the Georgia Aquarium alone. I stared at a fish for twenty five minutes. You can't do that shit if you go to the aquarium with other people. You have to keep pace with them as they maneuver around the various rooms. There's no time to build connection with the fish. And that's why I go to the aquarium in the first place. Because I'm lonely. Therapy Get goes on the line. Taking your phone calls every night. Therapy Get goes to an right. Teaching you how to live your life. But he's not really an expert. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Hey, it's me, your barista. So you know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Yeah, well, I might be putting myself out of a job by telling you this, but now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. With three new foaming flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, who could blame you if you stopped coming in altogether? Yeah, it's that foaming delicious. You're welcome. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, now in stores. It's foaming delicious.